the newscast just a short time ago, the provincial government saying it's continuing to try to work towards reducing the pressures on ambulance service in the province. You know, we've been talking about this for a long, long time, and we've been hearing about the challenges. Well, today, Health Minister Jason Copping announced the government is accepting all recommendations from two new reports dealing with pressures on ambulance service. Copping says a new policy has been approved to fast-track ambulance transfers in hospitals and uh, says 20 more ambulances will be on the roads in Calgary and Edmonton. Putting those additional ambulances and EMS staff on the road in Edmonton and Calgary will speed up response times in the cities and in the surrounding communities. It means more ambulances can stay in their home community. Okay, but here's the question. Who's going to staff more ambulances? Copping says additional seats have been added for medical training. So we're focusing on, on recruitment. Uh, also, we're actually looking at um, going afield. A, a we understand in, in Australia, for example, that they have a surplus of paramedics that they trained up. So we're looking to use immigration as a way to be able to support that. Mm, along with more ambulances and more paramedics, non-emergency transfers between facilities will be contracted out. We've already heard about that, and paramedics will have the ability to decide on scene whether a patient needs to be taken to hospital by ambulance. Now, these improvements... Uh, are based off of two reports that came out of a review of the system with recommendations coming from frontline workers, municipalities, and other EMS partners. Mike, partner, Mike Parker is the president of the Health Services Association of Alberta. Mike joins us this afternoon. Mike, welcome back to the show. Hey, Jalen. Thanks so much. All right. Um, Jason Copping calling it uh, improvements to the system based off of two reports. Are these improvements to the system? Well, I'll tell you what, I think our members will welcome some of the changes that they proposed to help them focus on responding to the emergencies. And that's been the biggest conversation we've had over the last couple of years as we talked about the code red relentlessly on, on this conversation. All right. And so the new ambulances, okay, that's good. My question is, who's going to staff them? Uh, that's my question as well. Who's going to staff them? Uh, we looked at the 19 trucks that they added last year to Calgary and Edmonton, and the numbers were astounding when we saw the 9,000 unfilled shifts in Calgary or the 19,000 unfilled shifts in Edmonton. So keep in mind, Jalen, and to anybody that's listening out there, it isn't ambulances at the issue. We have a lack of paramedics. So when we talk about unfilled shifts and those numbers in the thousands, is it just not enough paramedics to go around or we have paramedics who are sick as well and, and on leave? Like what, those that shortfall, what's it being caused by? Let's be clear here. We have a significant impact on our workforce when you have this relentless uh, call mm -hmm. volume. So unless we improve the working conditions, number one, a lot of our folks are off or need to be recovered back into the system. A lot of them have also quit and walked away from the system. So making the working conditions and safe staffing levels palatable is a start here. So that's the key in all of this because when you talk about training and recruiting or you want to use immigration from Australia, this all takes time and we are we are well beyond that. Mike Parker joining me uh, this afternoon. You said uh, in, a, in a news conference that just wrapped up a short time ago that, you know what, your staff, staff members need to get breaks, need to get uh, off work on time. Uh, they need to move out of casual and into full-time work. So there's a lot that just comes to, um, you know, employee, employee happiness and employee needs that need to be addressed. Yeah, you know, when you look at a healthcare worker, this is some of the most intensive work that's out there. Our system is strained right across the board and has been for a very long time. And it 
come down to the simple fact that we're asking to just get them off shift on time, give them permanent full-time work so they can have sick time and benefits, because right now this just-in-time workforce is not, is not serving our province. How many more paramedics, full-time paramedics, do we need to um, do the job correctly? So when I look at the numbers that were released last week under a FOIP and, a, and explained the 19,000 unfilled shifts last year, you're talking about a couple hundred just in the city of Edmonton alone. Just a hundred. A couple hundred. And so when we're graduating 30 or 40, yeah, they're going to increase uh, their seating capacity in schools, but it takes three years to make a paramedic today, for lack of better terms. So that's going to take time. It's going to take a lot of time, isn't it? Okay, yeah, you also said that you believe that today's announcement was rushed. Why do you say that? They did not attach anything to of substance to these announcements, so we're going to get 20 more trucks. What's that cost? Uh, we don't know. We're going to enhance the schools. What's that cost? We don't know. So money uh, shows me that they actually intend on doing this stuff. Otherwise, I'm just seeing announcements for the sake of, and we've heard a lot of these before. Well, I was going to say that, you, you know, and I, and I mentioned this, Mike, in the in the intro to all of this, some of these we've heard, like, um, you know, that they're going to contract out uh, the transfers in between facilities, that sort of thing. How much, but I, I'm curious to know, how much does that ease up the pressure on the paramedics who then don't have to do that? So, Jalen, this is a new piece that, that's come in, because the initial announcement a couple of weeks ago was to do a hospital to home if you couldn't get a taxi. That's what that one was. Mm -hmm. this, is a, this is a new one today. It is we're going to require regulated professional paramedics to do that work, and they want to outsource it to a private for-profit system. Now, the problem here is there's only one pool of paramedics out there. So if we can't get enough to fill the shifts for our paramedics in the cities of Edmonton or our rural communities, where is a private company that's just doing hospital-to-hospital interfacility going to find the people? You know what, I'm curious to know about this one, and it, it was brought up, and the Spruce Grove uh, Fire Chief talked about it at this news conference this morning, saying that, um, uh, you know, some of these other changes announced by the province, um, that it's going to help ease the burden, and one of them is that paramedics will be able to assess a patient at the scene and determine whether they need an ambulance. Mm -hmm. That is nothing new, Jalen. <laughs> That's what uh, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> like, paramedics have been doing this since the dawn of time in the in the 60s and 70s when we were invented as a profession. Uh, this is this is what paramedics do. They show up at your house and say the concern that you have is is now rectified. You don't need to go to the hospital because the paramedics are here and we took care of it. That's what it is. It, when when a paramedic shows up, it says you actually need to get to the hospital for the professionals that are in the system then that's what they do. Uh, but to say that here's a, here's a new invention that uh, they can uh, decide, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a tough one for me to say it's going to make any difference. So the health minister today said a spike in emergency call volume over the holidays was evidence that, um, that, something, that something had to be done. Uh, he talked about the EMS call volumes up 40% from 2018 mm -hmm. to 2019. Um, I mean, you've been waving this flag. Many others have been waving this flag for what seems like a couple of years now. Do you get the sense that government officials are not listening to you? Well, I'm going to take this announcement today as the fact that they're finally starting to listen. Because for the last few years, what I've been hearing time and time again was there's no, there's no issue. We're able to get to the calls. We have the units available over and over again. 
Today, I see identification that our healthcare system is in crisis, and it's not only our paramedics, it's our communications officers, it's our emergency departments, it's the entire system is under such immense pressure. So the fact that they're recognizing it today uh, is amazing. And all I can say is thank you to our members on the front lines of healthcare for the advocacy they have done to speak out on this issue because I think, Jalen, the government might be now listening. Mike, before I let you go, if uh, if by chance the health minister is tuned in to 6.30 Chet Afternoons to listen to this yeah. conversation, what are the top three things you want him to hear that needs to be done? Jalen, it goes right back to the same messaging we've been talking about for the last couple of years. Improve our working conditions so that we can retain and recover the people, because that's the critical piece of this. We need to advance the training and recruiting, and I see there's some movement there. What we're also missing here is the restart of a full suite of social mental health programs, including the harm reduction programs that were once in place that eases the burden on the healthcare system. Jalen, those are my only three asks. Mike Parker joining me this afternoon. Thanks for making time for me this afternoon. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you. Yeah, take care. Mike Parker is the president of the Health Services Association of uh, Alberta. So, uh, Mr. Parker saying, hey, he's going to take it as the government is is listening but are they quite getting it right not according to you know mr parker who you just heard saying you know what we have to uh, improve working conditions we have to uh, have better training uh, recruitment retention and those uh, mental health programs so th there's a lot more to this having said that you know 20 more uh, ambulances edmonton calgary again my question is how are you going to staff them when we're going through thousands of unfilled ships in Calgary and in Edmonton. And if you're just going to say, oh, okay, well, we can look to Australia. We can look to immigration to do it. Well, that's not a wiggle your nose, click your heels together fix either. That takes time. And I suspect if any of you have dealt with any of this over the past while, maybe someone had to, maybe a paramedics had to come to your house because something had happened or maybe you were waiting for one, or maybe you needed one desperately, couldn't get one. You know the situation and you know the challenge. So having said that, um, at least there's some conversation. At least there's a little bit being done. Is it going to be enough? Well, according to Mr. Parker, no. But possibly, as he says, it's possibly a step in the right direction because he believes that they're finally listening.